2: presented by AT&T connecting changes everything you know that feeling when you walk into your home take a deep breath and feel new
0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find Sports Grids Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much
3: for listening. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs to the window open it and stick your head out and yell
4: welcome back to at the window on the sports radio tv network i'm sean Samakia. Joe Rannieri with me. We're going to hit up the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Rory McIlroy on the field. He's a betting favorite heading into round number three, which tees off and uh, this hour actually there in Bay Hill Golf Course. Joe is all over that. We're going to get his thoughts on that. We're going to get Sean Angle's thoughts on NASCAR, another uh, race this weekend, and good to see Ryan Newman alive and well. And he was uh, quoted as saying that yesterday. So good for him that he walked away from that scary crash at the Daytona 500. I think we all could. could applaud that. Uh, XFL coming up. It's week number five already. It's going by fast. We'll get you set for the two games on tap here today. But I want to start, Joe, this hour with some baseball talk. And Tim Tebow, reass- <laughs> Yo, Tim Tebow. this guy won't stop. He was reassigned to the minor leagues after going 2-13 and in spring training. He's 32 years old. He hit 148 last year in, in the minor leagues. Can he give it up already? Can he stop with this baseball dream? He's taking a roster spot away from a kid who has a dream, aspirations to make it to the major leagues, who can benefit from the playing time. Can Tim Tebow retire already? I'm tired of the story. It's always blasting me in the face. Can he give it up already, Joe?
3: One of the most uh, just annoying individuals known to mankind. Uh, I just, you know, his idea <laughs> of go that taking far, that roster yeah. spot... <laughs> I just, he is. I mean, I just, I can't stand him because I think he's a phony. I think deep down inside, um, nobody is that pure, guys. Nobody, especially a guy that led a team that had a couple of murderers on it and, uh, you know, rapists and everything else. So, yeah, no. So Tim Tebow, trust me, he may wash his hands clean with everyone else, but there are some skeletons in that closet. But not a baseball player. And the audacity of him to originally think that the only reason he got fast tracked the way he did was because he was Tim Tebow. Not because he's a great baseball player. And the one rule of thumb that we always have in baseball is you earn your way. If you're not a number one pick overall in any draft, then you should there yeah. are no breaks you are going to get. You have to earn your way. He earned nothing on the baseball field, and yet he has been taking up a roster spot for a guy that's been doing it his whole life the right way. You know, baseball was it, and then Tim Tebow comes along to have a celebrity on the team. Like, really? Not because he's a baseball player, but because he's a celebrity. (laughs) That's why he's on the team. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I wish he'd already see it for what it is. You can't hit a curveball. You never could. That's why you shouldn't be playing baseball, period. I I don't know what they're doing. I think uh, they're going to squeeze every last cent out of him. And then once it's done, they're going to move on. <laughs> they
4: will. He batted 163 in 77 games at AAA last year. I don't even think he deserved to be in AAA after the numbers he put up in double. The guy is not a baseball player. The Mets, at this point, too, here's the other thing the business side of it. Uh, if he makes it to the majors, Joe. In New York, in New York, do you think that many people are running to the window to buy a ticket to go see him play? I think that his popularity has waned. It's been a while since he played for the Denver Broncos, and that whole thing with making the playoff run and that magical run that he had there, it's been a long time. Do that many kids really want to go see, him, see Team Tebow play a baseball game at City Field? I don't even think they can make money off him at this point. I think it's over. Let it go. Get rid of this guy already.
3: Yeah, I agree. But unfortunately, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I I think they're going to continue to just get every cent they can out of the Tim Tebow. Yeah. yeah, Marketing machine, because obviously it's not about winning games. They have no intention of bringing him up ever. It's never. This is Phil stands in the minor leagues, make some money there, merchandise. And that's it. They would yeah. eat him alive in Major League Baseball at the Major League level. Absolutely eat him alive. And uh, I, ju- I just don't see it happening, guys.
4: I don't see it happening. All right, let's talk about the other New York team, Joe. And I don't want to focus on New York teams, but they keep making news here. Aaron Judge, broken rib, out indefinitely now. And this is something that could have been diagnosed earlier. But it, the the medical staff there at the Yankees, another blunder here. Aaron Judge going to miss some time. What are your thoughts on that as that news broke yesterday? Another guy going down for the Bronx Bombers there.
3: Um, Listen, I've broken ribs uh, before, and I knew it. Like, I knew it pretty quickly. Um, I don't know what the hell these doctors are doing for the Yankees. Like, are you kidding me? You couldn't figure out Severino needed Tommy John surgery? You couldn't figure out he had a broken rib the entire time? Like, I don't understand (laughs) the (laughs) medical team for the New York Yankees. I have no idea what the hell they're doing. It's kind of mind-blowing to me. It's a little scary, too. So, uh, at the same time, you take it with a grain of salt because you never know, you know, what the real story behind. Sometimes with baseball, they have a great way of covering things up. but. To me, if a guy's got a broken rib, um, you probably should have been the first place you look knowing what the symptoms were heading up to it. Mind-blowing. And now surgery is possibly on the table. It just blows me away. Absolutely blows me away. The ineptitude of the doctor and the medical staff of the New York Yankees.
4: I'm with you as well. I think someone's going to pay with a job there. They have to at this point with too many Mm -hmm. mistakes being made. Uh, I was looking at at FanDuel at at the win total for the New York Yankees. We talked about it a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago. It was 101.5, I believe. Then it went down to 100.5, right, over, under. Mm -hmm. They've pulled it. They've pulled the prop. I can't find it, Joe, on uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. I don't know if you have a book out there. They pulled it. Yeah.
3: It doesn't surprise me. I mean, it it probably shouldn't surprise any of us because of the fact that, yeah, they um, they've been through this last year. You can't keep having stars, big names like that go down without there being some sort of market adjustment there. So I'm not ready to fade the Yankees yet in any way, shape or form, uh, especially knowing how deep their farm system is. They got this kid Garcia that they can bring up. They are. uh, And when you can spend money. They are in the market. They'll go out and get a, you know, uh, Yakamoto. They'll go get one of these kids in Miami uh, with a great arm. They'll make a deal with with Mattingly uh, and, um, you know, Jeter there to bring him up. Something is going to get done. You'll know when the Yankees feel they're desperate. They'll make a move, and you will know it. In the meantime, I think they got plenty in the farm system and what they have to be able to uh, weather the storm here early on in the season.
4: Yeah, I agree with you. I hope that one person that they do acquire, as far as pitching depth is concerned, is not Steven Matz from the New York Mets. Uh, he's okay, but I, I don't. It's not going to happen. So I just don't want to waste time. The New York Mets and New York Yankees—they don't make deals. So I mean, we, let's stop wasting yeah. our time talking about that. But the Yankees Everybody. have yep. Yep. Um, Brian Cashman's made some great deals of late. So Luke Boyd, he got for nothing, uh, just to name one there. Um, so th- they'll make some deals. They do have some depth, and but that depth was really came up. Huge last season, like we, Talkman uh, coming in and Urshela. I don't nope. know if the Yankees could rely on those guys to, you know, play. Punch above their weight class, so to speak, again this season. But the fact that the Red Sox are giving up and waving the white flag by trading Mookie Betts and, and David Price, uh, they don't have much of a threat there uh, besides the Rays, and two teams can make the playoffs easily out of the ALE. So I don't think the Yankees are threatened there. So they'll take their time and wait to see what happens with Judge and Stanton. So not too concerning. So looking at the win prop, I, I want to see how much Vandu would drop them because I still, still think they'll win 90-plus games, Joe, the Yankees. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, it,
3: again, it's the Yankees, and we watched no team and, and forever that I can remember went through as many injuries as the Yankees did, not just half a season, yeah. a full season, and all they showed us there was there was a reason why Cashman built the farm system up from the bottom up and worked yep. it up there. These, What he's got going on there, the reason why he didn't trade Clint Frazier, guys, there's a reason why he's kept some guys out of the pros and it's for moments like this, and I do think that you are going to see as the season starts here, you'll know Cashman, when Cashman feels like, oh, crap, we're in trouble, that's when the the stories will come out where he's willing to put some chips on the table here and go out and get something sooner rather than later. But until that point, you know, don't, listen, don't be shocked if CC shows up in uniform at some point during this season too and throws a couple innings out of the bullpen or something <laughs> along those lines.
4: They did mention that. It's funny you mentioned Cece because people were bringing him up, and uh, I guess he tore his ACL skiing. Yep. So I guess he. Yes. What is he doing skiing? What, what I can't. I, what is Cece doing skiing? He doesn't seem like he has the body to be skiing at his age, at thirty-nine years old. I, I don't know. He looked really worn down uh, when he retired well, last the year. I can't he see apparently him skiing. Wasn't that, skiing. That, that's why. He... <laughs> You're right. There you go. There you go. So he's out. It didn't work out. Yeah, right. No, it didn't work out there. But, you know, I wanted to pick up that uh, hobby as well. But uh, I've been told, you know, it's, it's very dangerous, first of all. And that's no laughing matter. And I'm not really. Uh, I don't really. Uh, I'm not really good on my feet. Like you know, I'm not really well balanced. So I don't right, think going right. on ice with, with skis is the smart thing to do. Yes. Especially. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. And after learning about yes. CC, uh, no, I'm not doing that. But uh, we want no, to no, get to the this. ALS wind totals.
3: Yeah. Snowboard feelings good. Yeah. yeah. Snowboard. Yeah, yeah. Stay off uh, snowboarding's tough too. And ice and yeah, no, no, absolutely not. No, we yeah. were meant to have roller yeah. skis, You know, wheels on our feet. <laughs> we would have been that way. It's just not going to happen, guys. I'm out.
4: That that, that is true. It it just looks uh, like a lot of fun. But uh, I wanted to get to the AL West win totals. Maybe we'll do that when we come back from break. The uh, Angels are the first team I wanted to look at first here, Joe. They have their win total on FanDuel Sportsbook at 85.5. We know the big signing was Anthony Rendon there um, at third base there for uh, the – Anaheim, Los Angeles Angels. There, Holst is somehow still playing at first base with that huge contract, yep. but he hasn't been viable for a couple of years. Justin Upton still there, Joe. We know about Mike Trout, Simmons at shortstop. They have a lot of great star power there with the Angels. But yes. do we think they'll go over 85 wins or under? Joe, we have 15 yes. seconds, so keep your answer. We'll come back. You say yes. All right, we'll come back. We'll get more right, into I'll that give you the when why. we turn yep. here. On- yep. All right, at the window on the SportsGrid TV network. Over for the Angels, 85 and a half. Joe says he'll explain why next.
2: Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
1: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com, that's dot com, or download the app today.
4: All right. Thank you, Snake. Uh, He's loving this song. Loves to play Britney Spears. Of course, he kids. But we have a lot of fun with uh, Sean Angle, his real name. And he will join us for the NASCAR segment coming up about half an hour from now. But want to get back to... MLB win totals and the AL West. We're burying the lead. We'll get to the Houston Nationals. Don't worry. That's a lot of fun. Let's start with the uh, LA uh, Angels. 85 and a half. Joe, you said over that win total they have Andrew Heaney, Julio Tehran, Dylan Bundy there in the rotation with Anthony Rendon and the starters in the, uh, the, the positional players that I mentioned with Trout, holes and, and all those big names. You're saying over 85 and a half in a tough division.
3: Yeah, you know, a couple of things at play here. Uh, Otani's healthy again. He'll be back in the not only starting rotation, but of course, uh, in that lineup which is a big help. Yeah. Yeah, Otani will be Show, here. Ohtani, I of think, course, um, I want like to get him. Yeah. He's legit, guys, and he's legit both uh, pitching and behind the plate. So I do think that adds another arm, uh and also don't sleep on the fact that uh, that Joe Madden is now the manager of the Angels. Been a manager 14 years in Major League Baseball, guys, and just five of those 14 years has he ever managed teams that won less than 86 games. So he's got more talent on this team than many, 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 many other teams, certainly in the uh, in the American League. And you know, Madden there pulling the strings, uh, getting those guys to believe a healthy Otani. And you mentioned Rendon protecting Trout now in that order with Otani. Yeah, even pull host can add in a, a little something there. I think it's an easy, easy over 85 wins here this year for the Angels. It's always been about starting pitching with them. Oh, they got a little bit better here in this uh, offseason, a little more consistent. But you got to be able to mash, and I think they're going to be able to put up runs with the best of them now.
4: Yeah, I think the manager is very important. And yes, Shohei Otani is the legit, is the real deal. One rookie of the year and continues to hit well last year. Yep. And we'll see when he gets back on the mound. They're going to protect him a little bit there. The Angels will. But. They won 72 last year. You're thinking they'll make more than a 13 win jump. I'm with you. They're going to go over 85 and a half wins. You mentioned all the factors there. Madden's a big key as the manager. And with the talent yep. that they have with Rendon now, uh, yeah, they look like a legit playoff team. So I'm going over 85 and a half wins. Houston Astros. I agree. 107 wins last year. We all know what happened there, Joe, with Houston Astros this offseason. Lost Garrett Cole. The old, the old cheating scandal there. How much will that affect? The guys uh, this season, no more A.J. Hinch. He is out. Dusty Baker is in. Do they go over their win total? 94 and a half. FanDuel has them at right now, Joe. Over, under for the Houston Astros. Yeah, a lot is going to depend
3: on the personality of the Houston Astros. And, And what I mean by that is, will they embrace being the villain? Will they embrace being a villain this year? If they do, if we do see Altuve and Springer and guys, you know, uh, uh, you know, Altuve getting a uh, a walk off double or something and ripping his shirt off, do will we get Springer? Will we get the <laughs> bat flips? Will we get these guys going? Screw all of you! You know what I mean? You want to see who we are? We'll show you all. If that happens, if they if they stop caring, and I don't know that they ever did. But if they're okay with being a villain this year and being booed and they're going to be booed, it's going to be brutal throughout the season on the road for them, then they're going to win more than 94 games, guys. They are going to win more than 94 games. If they get caught up in it, if it's bothering them, if they, you know, guys that go on, you know, 0 for 12 streaks and uh and the and they're on a road trip, it's it, it would be under the 94 for me, but I'm not too sure. I think the personality of this team i think what they have shown thus far not very contrite i think they're going to embrace being the villains i think they're going to be okay there they want to shove it to everybody and you know what they got they got the staff and they have the players in order to be able to win more than 94 games to me it's about the personality if they adapt that scorched earth screw everybody we're going to win 100 games and stick it to you they're going to win 100 games
4: and stick it to everybody. I'm with you, Joe. I think it's going to be right at the number, though. I don't think they'll get quite to 100, but with the players that they have, and they're adults and they're motivated. They're tough guys. You can see, I mean, they're kind of cocky even with this whole cheating scandal, right? Not yep. the 100%, you know, forgiveness. No, they don't really. They're like, ah, they're trying to brush it off. Ferlander... Right. We might see some regression. I mean, he's getting up there in age, but he's still going to be very good. You've got Zach Greinke for a full yep. year now. Lance McCullers is back. I know they lose Garrett Cole, and then they got that kid, uh, that kid who's pitching the World Series, that young kid, Jose, uh, your Quitty, Your Quiddy, I think, is uh, he, he's right. a flamethrower. Right. Yep. He's, he's yep. a prospect. Right, very mm-hmm. good player. They got the, Osuna closing they it got out. The talent, uh, they, they'll be fine. They're going to go over. Yep. Yeah, they do. They'll go over. Dusty Baker they knows do. what he's yep. doing. It's just come playoff time, Dusty does yep. not. But come playoff time, Dusty, I'm betting against him. But in the regular season, he puts it up uh, as but, far as win total is concerned. Yep. So I'm with you, Joe. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good division. All right, Oakland Athletics, Joe. We're going to go over or under yep. this win total coming up this year. I'm going to grab it for you real quick. Let me just get the uh, most accurate one for you here. FanDuel Sportsbook. Here it is. 89 and a half. They won 97 games last year. I mean, Oakland with that small payroll continued uh, continues to get it done. What do you make of the Oakland Athletics? 89 and a half over under this season.
3: You have got to be absolutely crazy if you're fading the Oakland A's. How many more times Do we have to go into a season where they rattle off 90-plus wins and their total is in the 70s or the 80s because everyone thinks, (laughs) ah, it's Oakland. They're not going to beat anybody. It's ridiculous how undervalued Oakland continues to be and that, what do you got them at, 89 now? What is it, 88, 89? Yep, 89. Yeah, yeah. They're a 90-win team, guys. They are. Are you going to tell me this team, which is pretty much the same damn team we just watched, only a year better? Um, you're going to tell me this is not a 90-win team somehow? Do not fall into that same trap. And while the Angels, yes, they're going to be better, uh, and while they still got to go to Houston, to me, the only team in this comp in this division that's going to be able to take down the Astros is the Oakland. A's. To me, this is another no-brainer. Take the over here. Pitching staff, good. Uh, the, uh, The lineup is filled with mashers, Chapman at third base. All they do is win games and nobody gives them any credit. Give me the Oakland A's to win more than 89 games.
4: Yeah, they continue to get it done, right? I mean, Chris Davis comes over from the Brewers, and he only hits like 40 home runs every yep. season there. He strikes out a lot, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Chapman, uh, yep. as you mentioned, might be the best all-around third baseman in the league with his defense. Olsen at first base, Simeon at shortstop, and rotation-wise, if they can get anything yep. out of Luzado, their, their young prospect, they're, yep. they're going to be tough to beat. And Ninety wins Correct. seems doable for me, so uh, I'm all in on that. So we got to pick an under team, then, Joe. Uh, it, we keep going over in this in this division. Will it be the? Texas Rangers, they won 78 last season. This year, their total is at 78 and a half, so it's right on that number. Looking at their rotation, they get Kluber Kluber from the uh, Cleveland Indians. Miner's there. Lance Lynn is there in the rotation. Kyle Gibson, uh, Lyles. I mean, not great depth once you get past the ace in Kluber, but uh, looking around the infield, kind of, you know, Joey Gallo, Odor, Guzman, Chu, Chinero, so Todd Frazier's there. I, I don't really like this line. I'm going to go under. I'm going under 78 and a half wins.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, Kluber is a great anchor to a rotation that um, you know you, you got Minor. You know, you had uh, you had some guys last year that were a good story. They got some mashers on that team too. They got a brand new ballpark they're opening up this year. That's right. They won 78. 78- in 17, I think they won 67. In 2018, they followed it up with 78 wins a year ago. Their total is 79 and a half. Are they that much better than what they were last year? Now, Kluber certainly helps, but Kluber's also been a little injury yeah, helps. prone there. So. I, to me, the number is about where it should be. I in a 162 game season, I would uh, you know I would lean to the under here that uh, more things in a new ballpark go wrong uh, than go right for them. So I do think they're about a 78 win team again. So I, I don't think much is going yeah. to change for the Rangers. So I would definitely lean under.
4: Yeah, I just think an improved division with the Angels, namely, and Oakland's not going yeah. anywhere. Houston might regress a little bit but they're still right there 95 to 100 wins uh so i I think 78 is a good number not 76 it's tough i mean they make these these uh decisions tough here all right one last one in the al west the seattle mariners uh rebuilding of course last year 68 wins their number on FanDuel sportsbook joe the seattle mariners 66 and a half so very low their rotation i mean gone uh king felix is gone He's, 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 he's over there. He's run there as a Mariner. Uh, wasn't doing anything last year anyway. But you look around this, this infield. I mean, yeah, Seeger. seeger has been there a long time. But a lot of young names. I mean, guys, uh, Crawford, J.P. Crawford, we've heard about him in the Philadelphia Phillies uh, minor league system. Right. He's their shortstop now. Long junior there at, at second base. Uh, a lot of young kids getting playing time here. 66, an awful low number, though, Joe. Do they lose 100 again? I mean, are we going to go that much lower than that? Uh, I I would tend to lean under. Uh, uh, I'm not going to be on the fence, though. I'll go under. It's a low total, but I'll go under just because they're rebuilding, and I don't see a lot of um, promise here with the young kids here for this year.
3: 67 and a half 68 it opened up in a lot of places it's been bet down obviously to 66 they got sheffield of course uh you know that's uh they got a lot of a lot of hype going with him expecting him to have a big year but the problem is when everybody else in your division (laughs) when everybody else gets better like like what we've seen here um, and you don't, then chances are you're going to lose a few more games than you did last year. And I think that's where it's at. They, they're they a step above a A team. I don't see them. Uh, I see them losing 100. I don't see them winning anywhere close to 70 games. So I would go under with Seattle.
4: Smart play there, Joe. I agree with you with the Seattle Mariners. Uh, we'll continue the... Win totals will go to the National League next week. We'll do two uh, divisions just to make up some time for a last week. But when we come back, XFL Week 5, we'll look at that. Arnold Palmer Invitational as well. Will Rory McIlroy get it done? Alright, welcome back as uh, Sean Engel continuing with the Britney Spears music. I like it, I like it. This is a good tune, late nineties, right? Right, right, Shawn? Earth, wind, late nineties, Britney Spears. You. It's
3: Earth, Wind and Fire, damn it. <laughs> Not Britney Spears. Oh, stop. Oh stop. You are that's the Britney worse.
4: Spears, come on. She oh she my covered God, that I song. Guess. You don't remember? She covered it in the nineties. You don't, yeah, you don't but, know you Britney.
3: Well, we're not giving Britney Spears credit for an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Just give it Earth, Wind, and Fire the credit. What's wrong with you?
4: <laughs> All right, Joe. Do you really think I didn't know that? Come on, stop. i right, just have fun. All right. She's, she's
3: so... never written anything even re- close to something like that. Never. That's, that is true. She's never written
4: anything he... like that. <laughs> Please. She puts on a great performance, though. I, I got to give her that, right? She, she's, she's doing something right because she's making a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Joe. Arnold Palmer Invitational. What do you think here? Uh Trel Hatton there uh in the lead. Uh, can he close this out? Rory McElroy still the betting favorite at plus 250 on FanDuel Sportsbook there in Orlando, right. Florida. Uh he's what two strokes behind uh last time I checked yep. here, but he's red hot. I mean, right. he's six top 5 finishes. Uh he's he's the betting yes. favorite. Is he your favorite to 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 win this tournament? Yeah. Yeah, he still is. I
3: mean, uh, he loves this golf course. He's in great form and nothing against Terrell Hatton or, uh, you know, Kang. uh, But the reality is the hell have you guys won? I mean, this guy is in per. I mean, great form right now for this time of year. A golf course he's very familiar with. You watch them go out in round one, of course, and uh, and shoot five under. To me, with, uh, what do you got, Matsuyama up there, Graham McDowell, some of the uh, some of yep. the older guys. It's, McElroy was the odds-on favorite to win this, and it wasn't even close. He was, uh, he was like four or five to one going into the tournament. The next closest was in double digits. So he's the favorite for a reason. And come Sunday, if he's within striking distance or the lead, I don't see him giving it up. And I would be looking over my shoulder every chance I got. Uh, Rory, to me, still got a great opportunity to win this tournament and in all likely will win this tournament. He's not going to get beat out by Tyrell
4: Hatton, I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean, do you have a backup plan though? Other, if Rory does not win this tournament, uh, is there like a sleeper, maybe like a long shot, who you, or, or someone that's in the middle there that we can make some uh, good money here? Uh, yeah. I'm looking at the list. Ricky Fowler, sixteen to one. I don't know how much faith you have in Ricky Fowler. Uh, who else? Uh, who well, else uh, jumps out at you here? Patrick Reed,
3: Foxy ten one. Is a guy. He's yeah. even. Yep, Matsuyama is definitely a guy, too, that you, uh, you should take a look at. His ball striking has been fantastic. The problem with Matsuyama has been his putting. It always is. This is a guy that should have five or six PGA Tour wins by now, and he doesn't. But the ball striking is there. If the putter gets hot here uh, between today and tomorrow, you can count on him being in a, uh, a top three, top four situation. And he is, um, he, what is he at, 30, 31, 30 to 1, somewhere around those lines. So he's a guy that I would keep an eye on if he can throw a big number up here today uh, and that putter gets going for him, it, he could be there for sure. you could, uh, It could be a big number. But yep. the chalk always wins this. I mean, that's really what happens with okay. Bay Hill. The Honda last week is where we get the bombs, but the Bay Hill is usually – the Rory McIlroy's, the you know the uh the, the five or six to ones usually end up pulling this off
4: you 33 to one uh I, I just looked it up yeah. there at Matsuyama. so uh, that's Not that's a great number. value yep. there uh, should be a lot of fun yeah it should be a lot of fun yep. I'm paying attention to it but you' saying Rory McIlroy is your favorite here as, as plus yeah, 250 I mean, plus two twenty, Mark Leish, but, yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know what okay. those guys are at.
4: Reed certainly has
3: already won. Leishman's already won in the last month. Two guys that have already won tournaments this year who are striking the ball really, really well. I don't know if they're going to have enough to be able to catch Rory, but it wouldn't surprise me at all right. if we're if we're talking a top three for both of those guys.
4: Yep, uh reads at 10 to 1 right now and 12 to 1 for Leishman. So, uh for those of yep. you wondering out there. Yep. All right, we'll take a uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. All right, XFL Week 5 Joe and uh, I'm enjoying the league. It's a lot of fun despite the TV ratings coming down a little bit, but it, that was to be expected, no surprise. Still yeah, averaging a back. million viewers per contest and that that's well on par with college basketball this time of year. So, I, I very successful yep. so far as far as I'm concerned. Attendance uh, a little bit low for, I think, the expectation, except for in St. Louis and in Seattle. uh, They'd like to see more in L.A. and New York, but all things considered, I think, with the weather in New York, and the, the play of the Guardians, quite frankly, up until last week where they got their second victory uh, still was not very uh, pretty. Uh, I think I think the XFL is right. doing very well. All right, first game on tap, Seattle Dragons down to 11.5 at the Houston Roughnecks. Houston Roughnecks, the only unbeaten team left in the XFL at 4-0. P.J. Walker, uh, we know all about him, the odds-on favorite to win MVP, the highest scoring offense in the league. They also give up the most points per game to Houston, however, at 15.5. Mm-hmm. Seattle they made a change there with B.J. Daniels expected to to get the lion's share of the snaps here over Brandon Silvers. He uh, relieved Silvers in second half last week, uh, put up 14 points, threw for 100 yards, rushed for 84, Joe. You you remember him from South Florida? He was the dual threat quarterback there uh, eight years ago now. It was a while ago, but he can play. And in this league, you need mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. I like the Seattle Dragons. Give me now. It's at eleven. Joe it keeps getting bet down. It opened at thirteen. It's now at eleven. The uh, Roughnecks favored by eleven points. But give me the points. I'm taking the Dragons. So
3: betting against the the number here for XFL thus far through four weeks has been uh, been a daunting task. Most teams are two and two against the number heading into week five here. <laughs> and Houston, outside of that first, you know, the unders have obviously been the most profitable bet uh, through the first four weeks. Yeah. The totals have really been where to go and focus on. But you're talking about a Houston team that everyone says, power rankings-wise, number one, they should be at the top. But they are, their only blowout came, I think, in week one when they played uh, L.A., yeah. who was starting a backup quarterback then. Since then, I'm I can I don't see them having won a game by more than a touchdown in any of them. So 13 yeah. points. I mean, listen, Seattle's not great, the Dragons, but you you talked about how they made the quarterback switch here. I don't. I haven't seen them lose. What's the biggest loss that they've had here? I don't see anything even close. They've only let's see uh, double digits. I don't see anything here telling me that this is a team that uh has lost you've got houston hasn't won by more than seven and you've got a team that's never lost by more than uh 10 so i don't to me the number the value is in backing seattle here giving them enough houston's just not doing what everybody thinks they're going to do so they're gonna win but not me I, i i don't see how this number comes into play here so i would definitely go seattle
4: And last week we we saw how they shut down Cam Phillips, uh, the star Mm -hmm. wide receiver for the Roughnecks. Only one reception for nine yards. Now, the Roughnecks still won the game, but there's a game plan now where double team Cam Phillips let everyone else try to beat you there. We'll see if Seattle could make them pay here uh, and implement that game plan, but yeah, double digits. When it opened up at 13, I ran to the window, Joe, to be honest with you. I'm like, wow, this is a crazy number because, uh, and it wasn't announced that Daniels was, was going to start, you know, they coy, Jim Zorn, the head coach in Seattle, they, they're always coy all with right. that, but it was obvious that he was going to get more playing time, if not start, and that should be the plan today, so yeah, I'm all over that, what about the total, I mean, unders are, are the play in the XFL games, 47 and a half, so a, a large number there, Roughnecks, number one scoring team in the league, they put up points, they also give up a lot of points too, but I still like the under, I, I'm afraid to go over in this league at this point. I would only look at the
3: over, to tell you the truth, at this particular point. Because I do think, listen, they're averaging 31.5 points per game, the Roughnecks, right? They got a very aggressive passing attack. They're going to throw the ball. You know, they throw, I think, on 70%. They have a 70% pass play rate. So they're throwing the ball, and they can go up and down the field. And I do think, like you said, the Dragons... They're getting better. They're getting better and better and better. I don't think you're going to need an awful lot from the Dragons for this to hit the over here. The Roughnecks 3-1 and one to the over, and if Dallas hadn't fumbled the ball late on a three-yard line, they'd probably be 4-0 oh to the over here. And, yeah, I think with the improvement of Seattle and what Houston does anyway,
4: give me the over here, 47 and a half. All right, we disagree on that one. I just, I'm just i not playing the, the, the total. I don't, I don't want to play totals in the XFL anymore. I've been burned too many times. 47 well, and a half, though. you have to go over that number, game, right? Yep. So
3: Seattle yep. hasn't scored more than right. 20 points yet in the game. But we know Houston's averaging 31. You don't need them to score 20 to hit the over.
4: Right. All right. I'll just, I, I think we'll see a little regression, though, with Houston, yep. the, the way they, they played last week with Cam Phillips being shut down. And and the league is starting to catch up to, to, to PJ Walker a little bit in that yep. offense. So I'm banking on that with Seattle, a pretty decent defense there. Um, all right. Second game, real quick. Guardians, 2-2 <laughs> Luis Perez should start. Matt McLuhan's getting more snaps for some reason. He's getting healthy uh, during the week. But uh, Luis yeah. Perez should start there for the Guardians. At the Dallas Renegades, no Landry Jones. He's a turnover machine anyway, Joe. And now they have uh, Philip Nelson, the week one starter, who dinks and dunks all over mm-hmm. the field. But that's kind of what how Mummy's offense is right now with the artist uh, Payne out of the backfield, Lance Dunbar out of the backfield, two very, very good catch receiving backs. So that being said, the spread is six points. Renegades' favorite in this one. Joe, we have less than a minute. We'll get back into it on the other side. But what's your gut here? For who are you going with in this second game tonight?
3: Under, under. You got to be kidding oh. me. Uh, Thirty-seven. In the Joe. Team that wow. only averages twelve points. I don't give a crap. You're lucky if they get twenty-eight points in this game. Give me the under
4: in this matchup. I, you know, that bit. No, I, I don't. Thirty-seven's awfully low. And, and, and as I said, I'm afraid to bet overs in this in this league. But Philip Nelson, though, for all of like, I guess the, the mar, he's been marginalized, but. He doesn't turn the football Mm -hmm. over. Landry Jones turns it over like three times a game. And the Renegades still wind up winning. So I I think they'll they'll put the points up on the board, Joe. I think there'll be some points in this game. I'm going to go over 37. I don't want to do it, but you kind of go to me into it. All right, back with more right after this. At the window, continue. Stay with us.
2: the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
1: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd.
4: Welcome back to At the Window, wrapping things up here. I am Sean Guasamagi i here on the Sports Grid TV Network, Pluto TV, Channel Five Seventeen. Thanks for tuning into At the Window, Joe Ranieri. Final segment here, and before we left for the commercial break, uh, you kind of got me there. You know, I, thirty-seven is so low, Joe. And I think Philip Nelson will, and, and you're like bet the under, bet the under, and 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 you're right to bet the under in these XFL games because th- that's the trend. But mm-hmm. thirty-seven, it's 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 like a Big Ten, like. Oh, Michigan State this previous season against uh, Illinois or something. like it's th- That's the kind of total we're looking at. That's how low it is. It's like so enticing you want to grab it. I was going to stay away, but I, I talked myself into it, kind of w- what you were talking about. I think Nelson could put up some points with this Renegades offense. He played week one. He's not Landry Jones, but Landry Jones wasn't throwing the football so, down the field anyway, and he was turning the football <laughs> over. <clears throat> but you need to, in order to be able to hit overs, you need quarterbacks and
3: teams that can throw the ball. We know New York cannot throw the ball. And we know that Nelson's averaging five yards on 21 attempts uh, so far. And he is, um, they don't throw the ball a lot and they don't throw it downfield. So to me, this is going to be played right in the center of the field. This is going to be just a absolute disgusting game to have to watch. I don't know the Guardians averaging <laughs> uh, in their games 30 po- 30 combined points the Guardians games are averaging the least amount of points this year 30 combined points a game and then the Renegades are averaging 37 and a half combined points per game the lowest so I got a team that plays in games that averages at 30 one that's at 37 meet me in the middle and let's say 34 I don't see how this gets to deal over
4: Right. All right. And, but New York did move the football with Luis Perez, at quarterback, last week. It was much better than Matt McGloin. They actually moved the All football right. and scored. They put up 17 points and won. All right. well, I don't like them I, I on the road, though, Joe. Last night, I'm taking the renegades. Won. What
3: the hell does that got to do with anything? It's got nothing to do with anything.
4: What are you talking Luis about? Luis first action. Uh, Luis Perez is a competent no quarterback for once. They finally got an XFL quarterback that's competent. mcloin was awful to for this six New York is Guardians offense. 24-6. 24-6. Six. Six. Mark so it So you're down. taking the Renegades. I was going to say, I'm taking the Renegades because on the road, I don't believe in the yeah, Guardians. Big time. They're 0-2 on the road. Yeah, They've I been blown either. out. So I think yep. the better bet is the Renegades minus six? But as far as the total, yeah. since you, you, you goat me into it, I'm going to go over because that's a low total. And there you go. The, the Guardians it's will score right up. But, all right. Get oh, in yeah, here. you are. You're, you're going to get me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I'm going with the running games minus it. six. I'm going with the Dragons plus 13. It's down to plus 11. I'll still grab my plus 11 points there in the first Perfect. XFL game. All right, Joe, we uh, do this every week. We like to talk NASCAR, and it heads to Phoenix Raceway as they wrap up their West Coast swing there. Uh, let's get the proper name of the uh race it's the fan shield 500 race there at phoenix raceway and to break it all down we welcome in once again producer sean angle
5: Ah. at the window presents The the pit stop
4: Sean Angle there. It's the pit stop right here and at the window. I love it. I love the engines firing there. Sean Angle, welcome back in. All right. Handicap this race for us. Who's winning the race here on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time? Give us some long shots. Give us what you think right now. How does this race
5: play out? What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? As far as this race is concerned, first things first, we're under a brand new rules package for these shorter tracks. This is going to be the first ever race that they're going to be able to utilize this. So there is still not exactly a lot of history we can fully lean on as far as being able to tell how this race is going to go. But based on history, though, just as far as the track type is concerned, though, we still have a bunch of strong options here. And right now, if we look back towards recent practices, The two drivers to beat right now, as far as on the speed charts are concerned, are Kevin Harvick, who is the desert king and most successful driver of all time at Phoenix, and Brad Keselowski, who's just been killing it as far as long run speeds are concerned.
3: All right, so I got a couple of guys here that uh, I got a couple of guys here. Let me tell me your thoughts on uh, Denny Hamlin. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. and Chase Elliott. uh, Three guys here that may be in some matchup opportunities too. They might be worth uh, throwing a couple of bucks on.
5: As Based on these drivers, the one I like best out of all these guys is Denny Hamlin. He's been showcasing some top five speeds, and he is the most recent winner at Phoenix, winning the November race last year. And Toyota has been particularly very strong in recent races at this track, winning the last three races. Now, Kyle Busch won two of the last three, and Hamlin, he won the race last November. But when you think about these other drivers, Truex, he was looking very strong throughout practice is, but he is going to be dealing with a big obstacle, as just recently the news came out that he is making an engine change to his car, so no matter where he qualifies after qualifying wraps up later today, he is going to be starting from the rear, and starting from the rear at a smaller track like Phoenix, it's going to be very hard to recover. It, it is possible, it has happened before, but it certainly does not make me highly recommend Truex right off the bat, unless you're playing DFS.
3: Interesting. I like that. And what about, uh, uh, give me a bomb here. Somebody actually had told me Austin Dillon as a possible bomb from, uh, Ooh. from the clouds here. I think 130, 135 to one somewhere along those lines. What do you, uh, what do you think about this kid, Austin Dillon?
5: Austin, he's sure had his share, fair share of results before, but if we're going to be talking about long shots, though, that actually have a good chance of scoring a pretty high finish, we may want to look into some of these rookie competitors who've been looking very strong mm. throughout practices as well. In particular, Cole Custer, who showcased the 10th best 10 consecutive lap average speed in final practice. And he is a very cheap DFS play as well, too, so there's a lot there. Any He's riding in Stuart Haas Racing Equipment. We cannot forget about that, and you know who else is in Stuart Haas Racing Equipment for those that are not familiar with NASCAR? Kevin Harvick, who, as discussed earlier, the Desert King, the most successful driver as far as this track is concerned. And if you can lean on Kevin Harvick in order to score a good finish here, then yeah, certainly can do so. I think Cole Custer, if all goes well in his cards today, he could actually be able to fulfill, in particular, like a top five finish bet or a podium finish bet, pretty nicely today this week. I say, mm. hey, 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 Sean, what about
4: Jimmy Johnson? Twenty four to one on Fanduel Sportsbook to win this uh, on Sunday, the Fan Shield five hundred. Can he turn back the hands of time? Can he pull it off and, and win at
5: twenty four to one? I don't think Jimmy is going to win this race, but I certainly see that he is going to be solid enough. Just. I don't think he's going to be that amazing, but he's not going to be that bad either. When you look as far as some of the other drivers are concerned, you may want to think of somebody else like Eric Almirola, for example, who was fifth in the 10 consecutive lap average speeds, and he's been up for um, uh, top five finishes as far as some of the prop bets are concerned. So that is another driver that we can consider who is able to be able to deliver some results as far as making us some money this week here too.
3: Joe, you have anything else? For I, I'm right. I'm am just hitting. Uh, I'm I'm taking all of these plays again to help you, ask Sean. If we don't win some money here tomorrow, I'll tell you that right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm I'm playing he everybody does, I thought yeah, you had man, a retort. Yeah,
4: no, no. I'm taking everything. All right, I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm I'm you. Yeah. As John Engel knows his stuff. He's an expert. I, ask- I am going to mention Where just. Where we read your stuff? Uh,
5: I'm, I'm going to mention just Uh-oh. one more thing here. That um, uh, another long shot. Well, two more long shots that can deliver some solid finishes. Also, are Matt De Benedetto and uh, Tyler Reddick, who is another one of the rookies that also has looked solid for the price on DFS wise too, in, fi- in uh, final practice here. So, if we want to get some of these long shot guys in here. This is not a bad track to do it as this track has snapped some long winless streaks of drivers before and has even had its share of surprise drivers end up having some pretty strong results as well. But we still have to keep an eye on qualifying just so we can know the final piece of the puzzle and know who absolutely we should 100% lock in because nothing is guaranteed until we know that fact here. But as far as being able to find where you can find me, you can follow me at Shawnee247 on Twitter or you can read my stuff at rotoballer.com where I have a lot of DFS pieces and I'm gonna have my rankings there later on today so do keep an eye on that so that way if you're a fantasy player you can know who to start who to leave in the garage and then we could just move on and in the end we're all gonna be winning money that way too.
4: Yes, we want to win All money. Right. That's that's the point of this whole thing. All right, love it. Yep, yeah, thank you, Sean. We'll talk next week. And uh, fun fact, Sean Angle loves Britney Spears. That's why he always plays her music. So, Joe, I don't know All if right, you Sean. knew that or Very not. nice. But big fan, yeah. Yeah. All right, Joe, you know let's wrap I things loves? up here. Uh, news know, coming love? out. <laughs> who do you love? What? Winning the, money. We know the that. The
3: Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Badgers is who I love. Thank you very much. Thank you, yes. Wisconsin. I have Good job, no Joe. idea what the you hell did that it. line was. Yep. Don't, no
4: idea. Yep. Hey, you got points. You got pl- three points, in, and it looks like they're going to win the game. They're yep. up four with 18 seconds left. Auburn as well. A real real quick, quick on Auburn. You loved Auburn, too, coming into today, Joe. Yeah, absolutely.
3: I, again, a couple of lines where and it's like this throughout the day, guys. Teams that would normally – in the middle of the season, be favored. They're ge- they're getting points or ridiculous numbers because there's nothing at stake. Kentucky is another one, guys.
4: They will beat Florida today. All right, we're going to take that to the bank. Joe, real quick, Giannis, uh, the favored MVP of the NBA, is going to get a precautionary MRI on his knee. Not good news. I don't know what that means, but that's not good news anytime. He has to go under uh, those cameras Pat and LeBron. see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Take LeBron. He's going to be out. Yes. There you go, Joe. Smart. Let's do it. 8-1, right? He's not going to win it. LeBron's not going to win wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. He might win it. He might win wait. it. No. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> now we're going to win. All right. That's at the window
0: on the sports Uh-oh. grid.
2: Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
1: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in the bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop.